Over the course of three decades, five seismic shifts have changed the personal finance landscape. The one significant aspect of it remains the same. Hello, 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 and welcome to More Than Money, a podcast where we have nuanced conversations about money, business, and life, where we take the time to explore the human side of money because success with money is never just about the numbers. I'm your host, Jacquette Timmons, and I am really, really glad that you've taken the time to join me today. Okay, we are now five episodes away from our 200th episode. And while I have indeed received a few submissions, I want more. (laughs) So if you haven't submitted a question or if you want to submit another one, please take a minute and go to jacquettetimmons.com forward slash more than money dash 200. Again, jacquettetimmons.com forward slash more than money dash 200 to share your question. And maybe your question is related to the financial stress in your life or your business right now. Maybe it's about how do you talk about wills and estate planning with your parents, especially if they don't really want to have that conversation. You know, we're heading into the holiday season, so you'll be getting together, hopefully, with your family. This is a great time to at least start those conversations or continue those from previous times in the year. Maybe it relates to handling the ripple effects of a major life decision that you are either about to make or have recently made, like maybe getting a divorce or even getting married. Maybe it's about handling the financial pressure that sometimes surfaces during the holiday season. It could be any number of things. Anyway, the whole point is this. These are just a few examples to get the juices flowing, and I really do want you to join me in celebrating this milestone, and you can submit your questions anonymously. So again, go to jacquettetimmons.com forward slash more than money dash 200. And yeah, help me to celebrate this milestone. And again, if you've tried to submit a, a question before and you had a problem with the page, that has been fixed. So In other words, no excuse. So I can't wait to celebrate the 200th episode and especially to feature your question. And I appreciate you helping me do that. In the meantime, though, let's dive into today's show. I am recording this on the heels of having a very special experience. I had the distinct pleasure and privilege of speaking at the Black Women in Asset Management Conference. And this is a conference that was founded by Jacqueline Taiwo. And it's about a full week later, and I am still buzzing for so, so, so many reasons. Beginning with this, when I started my career at Bankers Trust, which is now Deutsche Bank in 1986, or when I started my own business in 1995, you might, emphasis on might, have had a conference room full of Black women who worked in the industry. But a full-blown conference with multiple hundreds in the same room representing a myriad of disciplines in the industry, so that's 
investment management, uh, private equity, wealth management, legal, venture capital, impact investing, pension funds. When the experience for many of us is that we are the only or one of a few, the sight, oh God, the sight of seeing hundreds of us all gathered together, it was just simply stunning. It was beautiful. And it was definitely a sight to behold. And all I could say that day and all I have been saying ever since is, wow. And almost a full week later, I am still full, still feeling verklempt and energized, and also very, very proud. Proud of the collective vision and effort and commitment to excellence, to claim, or in some cases, to create a seat at the table within an industry that you as a citizen rely on, even if you don't know it, that B plays a key role in how you create and sustain wealth, and that reflects how my colleagues and I help you to do that. I was invited to speak at the conference about the power of your personal financial well-being. And one of the things that I talked about was what has changed in the personal finance space. And having worked in this part of the industry for more than three decades, I had a few things to share. And I thought you might be interested in hearing them, hence today's episode. And one of these, you know, seismic shifts that I made note of has to deal with planning for retirement. When I started at Bankers Trust in 1986, I had a defined benefit plan. When I left in 1995, I had a defined contribution plan. Now this coincided with an overall shift from employers being responsible for the retirement planning of their employees to now the employees, the individuals taking on that responsibility. So that's one shift, planning for retirement. Another is related to the way we work. As a Gen Xer, I likely represent that tipping point of the shift from long-term employment to shorter job tenures. As I probably have shared in other episodes where I talk about my mother, you know, she worked for the federal government for 38 years. I have friends who worked for BT for about 20 years, especially if you account for them staying on after DB acquired the firm. And I was at Bankers Trust until just two months shy of my 10-year anniversary. I share these to highlight that for the most part, gone are the days when the goal was to stay at least 25 years so you could get that clock or you could get that watch, you know, those were the symbols of success. And today that's no longer the litmus test for loyalty, security, or success. Today, the average length of employment is 4.1 years, according to the Bureau of Labor Statistics. Why does this matter? because the cultural change in how we work has had a significant impact on your financial stability, on your security. And oh, by the way, this shift in terms of how we work and you know, going from longer employment terms to shorter job tenures, 
is simultaneously happening while you are also responsible for your own retirement planning. And if you are an entrepreneur or small business owner like myself, you are also responsible for your own health care. Like hashtag thank you very much with a bit of a side eye. <laughs> you may feel my pain. Anyway, uh, another seismic shift has been with regard to fintech, financial technology. From the mid 90s to the early aughts, you had two options for personal financial software, both of which required a computer and a disk, and only one of them is still around. And ironically, fintech exploded on the heels of the 2008 Great Recession. As a result, you can now handle everything, almost nearly every aspect of your financial life from your phone in the palm of your hands. So that is definitely a feat, as is the democratization of investing courtesy of this technological revolution. Like, you know, back in the in the 80s and the early 90s, you couldn't do fractional shares. You, you know, there were some accounts you couldn't even open unless you had a particular minimum. Today, that is like long gone. Although I must say as a sidebar, I am convinced that people have wrongly, emphasis on wrongly, conflated having access to more information and data with having insight. And at the risk of stating the obvious, more information does not lead to more insight. The two are not one in the same. Just wanted to make that clear. The fourth shift is the conference itself. Prior to the COVID pandemic of 2020, I hosted a dinner series called The Comfort Circle. And it was designed to bring people together to talk about money, business, and life over food and wine. And it was also a way to bring folks together from various industries and professions for purposeful and intentional and more intimate networking. I bring this up because I love that this is the premise upon which Jacqueline initially founded the Black Women in Asset Management Network in 2019 in London. Four years later, it's now expanded to include this annual conference that is only destined to grow. Grow in terms of attendees, in terms of sponsors, and absolutely its impact on every aspect of the asset management industry. I know I've said it before, but it bears repeating. 400 plus people, y'all. That is a far cry from what it would have been 30 years ago. And the fifth shift is really in my domain in terms of my body of work, and it's with regard to relationship with money. The formalization of personal finance as a discipline is estimated to really have begun in the early 20th century. And I can guarantee you, focusing on your relationship with money was not valued. In fact, it was considered new age and woo-woo because money was primarily viewed as a practical tool. Yet, a few years ago, a major bank kicked off a very large, a very large advertising campaign around the concept of your relationship with money. 
And one of the reasons why I know this and the reason why I'm not saying the uh, bank's name is because they actually brought me in to talk about, you know, with their internal team and their advertising agency, your people's relationship with money. And so one of the reasons I was so amped and grateful for the opportunity to speak at this conference is because I've been advancing the culture of financial well-being for three decades, maybe even a little bit more than that. Getting people to think and see beyond the numbers and to recognize how the role of their and your attitudes, beliefs, emotions, values, expectations, behaviors, and your pattern in terms of your decision-making process also play a role in your financial success. You know, that has definitely been my focus and mission since starting my own firm, which I got to tell you is a stark or is in stark contrast from my academic and professional training. And so from my vantage point, these four things that I've just shared with you are the key ways that the landscape of personal finance has undergone a profound metamorphosis. Having said that, there is still yet one thing that hasn't changed. We have a cultural tendency not to talk about money. This is true in family and friendship circles. It's true in professional settings. And if conversations are held, it is usually at a very surface level and focused mainly on what you do with money. Leaving out the elephant in the room and that is your why, which is driven by your circumstances and the context thereof. The why matters because none of us, it does not matter where you fall on the income or the wealth spectrum, none of us make financial choices in a vacuum. This is as true in 2023 as it was in decades past. Yet what was so refreshing about this conference for professionals in asset management, an industry, by the way, that funds the roads you drive on, the public transportation that you use, the technology that you use, the innovation that is afoot in multitudes of industries that, you know, processes and, and funds and helps to manage the retirement of millions and also that provides financing for startups. Oh, I love the fact that there was this recognition that just because you are skilled in raising, managing, and deploying sometimes trillions of dollars via your job doesn't mean you apply those same skills closer to home when it comes to your personal finances. I say this often, and you may get tired of me doing so, but I'm going to say it again. Money is personal, it's private, it's emotional. The numbers you see or that you want to see in your banking and in your investment or credit accounts, those numbers take on a variety of meanings from status to power, to self-trust, to personal success, to representing, you know, achieving a goal or overcoming a challenge or representing still how far you've yet to go, along with your perception of the meaning you believe others have attached to your numbers. 
I love imagining the possible cultural and societal shifts if more industry conferences took a cue from the Black Women in Asset Management Conference and included personal finance in the agenda. Like, what a profound impact this has in terms of the potential of, you know, having an impact on the financial well-being of individuals, families, communities, and small businesses. You have no idea how much this idea gives me goosebumps. And fundamentally, I love the intentionality that comes with knowing smart, curious, high achievers, and high earners also need support doing for themselves what they do for others. And I am all in for that. And besides, who knows? Maybe in the process, you know, we can even move the needle just a tad bit, which would be significant in its own right, in terms of what we talk about when we talk about money. That is like the cat's meow, in my opinion. Anyway, I will stop for now and stop gushing continuously over the conference and just how much that meant to me. But again, that is it for today, folks. As always, thank you for listening all the way until the end. Or if you happen to be tuning in and watching us from YouTube, thank you for doing that. And before you hop, I just have to ask you to stay with me a few more minutes to listen to three things. One, the next Pricing Masterclass is on December 7th. That's a Thursday at 4 p.m. Eastern. Go to jacquetimmons.com forward slash pricing dash masterclass. If you are an entrepreneur or small business owner wanting support and getting your pricing together for the new year. So go there to learn more into RSVP. Also, don't forget about my invitation to join me in preparing to celebrate for the 200th episode. You can submit your question or another one if you have already have to jacquettimmons.com forward slash more than money dash 200. And finally, if today's episode sparked an aha or a reflection, I'd love to hear all about it. So send me a DM on Instagram. But once more, thanks for listening today. I really appreciate it. And if you'd like to show appreciation for this podcast or this particular episode, please share it with other people so that we can help spread the word and get more ears and eyes on it. And if you happen to be listening on Apple Podcast, please take a quick moment to leave a rating and a review because that too helps us. And besides, we read those too. And if you'd like to buy me a coffee, here's how you can do that. Buymeacoffee.com forward slash Jaquette. Buymeacoffee.com forward slash Jaquette. I'll be back with another episode. I hope you will too. Until then, remember, it's about more than money. 